for this episode, we are taking off sponsors just because we can. Okay. I think it's a social experiment. It's seeing uh, if we don't do sponsors, I'm curious, will that change the number of uh, listeners for this episode? What if we do a book recommendation instead of um, non-sequiturs? Like book recommendation? Well, you can do book recommendation right now. But I'm a very non-sequitur person, so it's like how my brain We've done curbside before. Have we not talked about curbside before? You know it's recording right now, right? No, No. I did not know that. Yeah, well, what book recommendation do you have? (laughs) (laughs) And there was proof, by the way, that if you think that, like, we're we're faking or we're putting on some kind of radio show. Nobody could ever, ever think that we are faking. Like, what you see is what you get? You know, that was... What you hear uh, is what you get? What you hear, yeah. That's how we are all the time. Did okay. you have a book recommendation since you brought it? I mean, you've been reading a lot of books recently. I know. I and need, nonfiction. I, need, I feel like I need to, uh, How to make yourself a better person. Yeah, that's better my business jam. Better business person. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to no, increase. You can't say that's my jam because you normally never say that. And we just said we're exactly the same all the time. I do say that's my jam. I just don't say that to you. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, so you think I am of cur- one. Wait. Oh, you, you got one? Yeah, I have one. So I am currently reading Atomic Habits by James Clear. I think it's James Clear. Um, it's been really interesting about like the idea of tying a new habit to an existing habit. So one example of that might be um, every as soon as I close the door from putting the kids to sleep, I walk straight to the door to go work out, right, to leave to go work out. Um, but there's this quote that he had in the book and I'm going to butcher it because I don't remember it off the top of my head, but it's close. It's like every action you take is a step towards being the person you want to become. So the trick is to become 1% better every day to do something that is more in the direction of the person you are aspiring to be. Um, and, and if you make 1% progress, you are making progress. I think sometimes for people like me, I want change to come faster and I want progress to come faster. But this notion of becoming incrementally better, 1% better every day um, adds up. It's just, it's, it's a refreshing read. I have not gotten all the way through it because I like to read and reread and mark up and underline and post it and reflect on the things that I read, but I am, I am really, really enjoying it. And I have been reading a lot lately um, and that's been nice. Now, she won't speak for herself, so that's my job as, I guess, doing the podcast with you and husband and best friends. Like, so these marketing or these books, these business books you're reading because mm. you've not once, this is episode, well, let's do that then. So this is episode 24. Four. Welcome to Teaching Gad 24, 2019, April 23rd. Uh, Tuesday, and uh, after 23 episodes, you still have not once mentioned things you do on the side, and you're allowed to do it because this is our podcast. Our podcast, <laughs> so you do whatever so why don't you want. So I want you to talk about two of them, since you do like 19 different businesses. <laughs> so you should probably pick pick your uh, one of the courses that you're doing and explain that and how people can find you. Yeah, okay, so um, my first business... Um, in addition to my full-time job, is Crumbine Education Consulting. And that was born out of a real deep desire to help parents 
make informed decisions about their kids' schooling and learn how to work with teachers. Um, a lot of the guidance around schooling is aimed at teachers and it's aimed at students. When parents have such a huge role to play, and we say that all the time, but we don't necessarily talk parents through what that means or teach them how to show up to make sure their children are getting what they need and that they're working in partnership with teachers. So Crumbine Ed is a parent coaching, parent support guidance offering where I help parents make really strong, informed decisions based on who their children are and what their children need. Now, you always say I talk too much, and I don't think you talk too much, but I'm going to take on your role of doing the titles, <laughs> so the way I explain it, because that's like so much information for me at 9 p.m. at night, even though I understand your, your, your yes. company carry completely. carry on, uh, carry on. She finds, mm-hmm. <laughs> what people the, say, the, so what does she do? I say she finds, she finds schools in the exact same way that real estate agents find homes yeah. for families. yeah. Ta-da. I'm so proud Field of you for being points. succinct. I didn't know what happened. Tell them about the, um, well, wait, tell them how to find you. Um, and so if you were looking for me, it is crumbineed.com. So crumbine, C-R-U-M-B-I-N-E. We'll, we'll, we'll put it in the show notes. ED.com. <laughs> I was in the middle of, what am I going to say? Oh, you never mind. I'm not going to tell you what the website is. Tell them about is. Your, uh, your course. Which or one? one of the 19. Um... <laughs> I, so I'm five years in with Crumbine Ed, and I realized that everybody has a gift and a talent that they can use or teach to help other people. Um, And I wanted to help other educators who had some skill, some expertise, learn how to start a business to share and teach others using their talents. So I started a course called Live Your Best Life Educators Edition where I teach educators how to use their skills and expertise to start a thriving cons- educational consulting business. Um, it is a eight-week course. My students are in Florida, Chicago, and Texas. We meet every week for eight weeks um, via Zoom, and I talk them through a critical step in the process of building their own business. It has been a lot. It has been just so awesome. My course this time around is all women. Um, to meet these women who are phenomenal educators who have such insight and such passion around some component of education and to help them build a business around that idea and to walk them through the process of marketing, of being true to what your core offering is, to setting it up so you can get paid, to building your website, to all of the things that you have to do to build a business. Um, it, it's It's been so awesome to do. So I do read these books. A lot of these books are about marketing and about helping bring out the best in other people. Um, I would say that that's probably a natural gift, talent of mine. And so this was also a way for me to use my strengths to help other people. So my, my hashtag that I've been holding on to recently is impact over everything. Like I'm trying to make an impact in the world with people to help them be their full 100% best selves. And I do that with kids through Crumbine Ed, and I do that with educators through Live Your Best Life, the Educators Edition. Now you're doing round two in the summer? Yep, round two will start in May. And then it's somewhere between four and six weeks. And yeah, this, this one was eight weeks. 
Um, and it was long, and it, it, that's fine. I would love to do a summer intensive of four weeks during the summer, where it's just going to be like, you've got more time on your hands because it's summer. Let's build these businesses so that when the school year starts, you'll have an additional source of income. So you can live the life you want without having to quit your job. Like my whole premise is that some people are great in the classroom, but that doesn't mean that they shouldn't make more money. And if they can build a business that allows them to do that without sacrificing the quality of the work they produce in their classroom, then they absolutely should. So that's for teachers. We'll put that in the show notes so they can find you. For the course for the summer and then... The one that's a reflection on your career. I want you to finish talking about that one. Yeah, I didn't I hadn't shared that one. So the um, I just launched one this weekend. Um, it's called The Sweet Spot. And that is for people who are just miserable. Maybe that's a stretch. Who are unhappy, unfulfilled in their jobs. And the neat part, just I'll interrupt you here, then dive in, is like it, the first one was teacher-based, and this one's open. open yeah, this one is open to anybody. This is... So... I, I, I'm going to highlight my five strengths. I'm a big strengths finder person. I think we've talked about that before. My strengths all center around seeing the unique, the unique gift and talent in individual people and then activating them or pushing them to live in the direction of their strengths. Like those are my core strengths. And I do that work in all of the businesses that I do. So I do that in Crumbine Ed by helping parents see their children's individual talents and strengths and helping them choose schools that fit that. I do that with the educator course by helping educators see their own strengths and talents and encouraging them to do something with it in starting a business. With the sweet spot, it is really about helping people articulate what it is they want and need from a job based on four factors of success or four factors of satisfaction. So there are four things that I think make, um, when they work in certain, in harmony, help people feel fulfilled and successful in work. Those four things are that you get to use your strengths, that you get to do what you love, that you get to work with your people, like people who give you energy instead of people who zap your energy, and that the money aligns with the type of life you are aspiring to live now. Um, when those four things work together, and they may not all weigh the same, but when those four things work together and you are really clear about what type of job you want, then as you go into the, to the job force or you're looking for a job, you've written your own personal job description. So you can say, this is my dream job. Every job description I look at has to match this in order to be considered. I think sometimes the mistakes I made, I chose jobs because the check was really nice. Like I can think about like the first job that I took that was not a good fit. It's because they, they gave me a pay increase that blew my mind. And I was like, yep, I'm taking that job. I'm out. And it turned out that it wasn't a good fit job. And I paid for that. And then the next mistake I made is I ended up working with somebody who expected me to be something I wasn't. And it offered me flexibility, but it did not, like the people I was working with, they were not my people. So this was really born out of me making some really big mistakes and trying to help other people have a framework to not make the same mistakes I did. So that is called the sweet spot, um, a framework for finding the perfect job. Um, that is, I'm on Facebook with that one, and it is called the sweet spot with Aisha Krembein. There is a video you can watch that kind of goes over the four factors for success in your job. 
Um, and then there's an online course that's all remote. You log on, watch the video, do the activity, do the reflection, um, and it is um, a fraction of what you would cost to pay, uh, what you would pay a career coach. So to summarize, the first one for teachers, building a business, that's your live one where you're working with the folks with and they'll do round two in the summer and mm -hmm. then this one that you just described. And by live, you mean Zoom because they're not, they're not in Houston. So in R remote live. Yeah. 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 Um, and then the, the second one on reflecting on your career and mm -hmm. what it would look like to shift. Um, that one is even even just it's easier because it's I just I didn't want to use the word easier yet. yeah no so it is easier the person it, it's can just easier. plug and play whenever they feel it works yeah. on their schedule it's pre-recorded we'll have both of those in uh, the the show notes yay how about that for non sequitur what was non sequitur all of those was not like oh the entire thing the whole thing all twelve minutes <laughs> all twelve minutes of my side hustle. <laughs> I love how this topic for today, um, I get to put you on the spot, but it's totally going to work. And the year is ending, and this is your wheelhouse, which Yay. we just dove into in the intro. And if you did your uh, David, Letter David Letterman top five ways to wrap up the year, or do you think that this needs to be done from a different approach as a parent? Well, I'm going to say as a parent, you're winding down for your kids in school. I also think it's good for then teachers to hear it because it gives them a perspective of maybe how they could encourage this kind of filter or this viewpoint that their parents who might not think to do the to suggestions do this, you're yeah. going to do. So that's neat, I think, on both sides. Um, but, yeah, so back to the original question, like, is it... I just like the top five concepts. I think it's kind of neat. But if you think there's a better way to approach how a parent in in your expertise and having talked to so many parents about approaching beginning of the year and middle and then yeah. now we're at the end. So dive into the end. Do you want to do a top five or do you want to approach that differently and how they should um, you know, I look towards my, it? I don't know that my brain year. thinks in top five. So I do that to to like kind of fit this. I think there are probably two, there's one core thing that I think every parent should do before the end of the school year, and I'd like to talk about that. And then um, I'd be happy to share maybe two things that, that eighth grade parents and students should do as they get ready to transition into high school, because that is a huge, huge, huge transition. And sometimes at the end of middle school, we're just like so happy for it to be done. And we're slightly scared of what's around the corner, but we don't know that there's something we should be doing to make that transition a little bit easier. So before you start, are there, I know there are certain PDFs you've given out. Mm -hmm. um, are, there, are there any that you think would be good when, oh, yeah. when this podcast is done for people, do they? Do they email you to ask for that? Do they go to your website? To, what's the smartest way to do that? Um, I think I can just put a direct link in the show notes. So okay. um, there is a PDF for the one thing that I'm going to recommend. And then for the transition to high school, um, I have a, a kind of four-week challenge around the corner that people can sign up for. And I can send you the link to that. 
So give them the, the first one that you yeah. said before okay. you do the eighth grade one. Yes. Yeah, so, I, I, and this came from something that happened, I think, with you, Dave, maybe two years ago. Um, you were cutting onions in the kitchen with goggles. The, with, with goggles on. <laughs> you know you missed it. I was doing it today. I know. I saw you. Oh, you did see I the did goggles see you, on? but you had your earphones on. So when I said, oh, when I told yeah. Z to look at you, you didn't notice. Yeah. Um, uh, a little hack, life hack. By the way. <laughs> life <laughs> hack. You, if you're cutting up onions. And you don't feel like crying tonight. Just put on some swim goggles. Yeah. Ta-da. It makes for amazing pictures. If you want to see a picture, I will. We should we should include the picture of Dave with these in the show notes. We should change the uh, podcast art to be a picture of the goggles. We we could we could do a little collage thing, like we could do that. All the crazy things. Um, So Dave was cutting up these onions, and then he shortly later we went to H E B, which is our local grocery store, and he found that H E B sold pre-cut onions. And it like rocked his world. And I thought every single year at the start of the school year, teachers are forced to hand cut onions. They are forced to meet a new set of kids anywhere from like 22 to 150 kids in middle and high school and to try to figure them out, to try to figure out who they are as people, to figure out who they are as learners as if they have not been in school before. And it dawned on me that we could make teachers' jobs so much easier and we could make it so much easier and quicker for our children to be known and seen and from the progress of the year before to accelerate that progress without dropping the ball if we shared the information from one teacher to the next. And it, it may, to me, I'm like, this may seem like something really basic, but it is not something that we do. We do not talk to the person who has spent the last nine months getting to know our sons and our daughters. We do not ask them, help me understand, help me keep track of the growth you've seen with my child. Help me keep track of the things that light my child up or the things that work or don't work with them in a classroom. So your current teacher, your child's current teacher, knows more than even you do about how your child learns and how your child shows up in school. And one of the biggest mistakes we can make is to not ask them for what they know about our child before we go on to the next school year. If we do not ask them, then all that they've learned goes away. It's like, oh yeah, we've, we've spent all this time curating this wonderful information and nobody asked me anything for it. All I'm supposed to do is input these numerical grades that don't communicate anything, that don't tell the story of my child in this year, but nobody's asked me for more. So I'm just gonna put in my numerical grades and I'm gonna go on summer break, right? That's a miss. So the one thing that I think every single parent should do is ask their child's teacher to, I I call it an end of year um, reflection tool. This is probably not the fanciest or nicest name, but that you have a conversation with your child's teacher and you get a download of that information. And that is such a, it's such a wealth of knowledge. It gives you an opportunity to not only get a download, but it gives you an opportunity to sit down with that teacher and say, thank you. 
thank you for helping my child be a better student. Thank you for pushing my child. Thank you for being hard on my child when they were going through this trouble spot. Thank you for working with me over the course of this year. I cannot wait to share all that you did with the next teacher so that we can continue what you've started. Talk about ego boost. Talk about gratitude and thankfulness for people who often don't get that other than, you know, Christmas and teacher appreciation week, that deep, meaningful thank you will go a long, long way. So the one thing I think every single, every single parent should do is have that conversation before the school year ends. And to help you with that, um, I have a reflection tool. I have an email that you can literally copy and paste to your teacher to request that they fill it out. Because I think sometimes what hangs people up is like, how do you ask for this? Is this something they should fill out beforehand? Is this something they should fill out in person? How does this work? I don't want you to have any questions. I've made it like super simple. I've told you like why this is important in the document. I've given you the language to copy and paste to your teacher, and I've given the reflection tool, and I've given you a script for how to start the conversation when you sit down with your child's teacher. Um, I think it's awesome. I, I had a parent who's on my email list. Um, who So the parents on my email list, they get emails from me about like, here's what you should be thinking about now with your child's education. Here's some resources. Here's some tools. Um, and this was in the last blast and I shared this document, she downloaded, and she sent me an email this week that just made my whole, like it touched my whole soul. She was just like, this was amazing. My child's teacher was very, excuse me, in all caps, very touched by the compliments in the email template that you sent. She and I are looking forward to having our conversation this Thursday. Um, that is what I want for you as a parent. And that is what I want for teachers to feel appreciated and seen and heard. Because when teachers feel seen, appreciated and heard, they are better teachers. And when they are better teachers, our kids learn better. They have a better experience in school. So it is just a full circle um, benefit. And then you take this information that you get from, you could take the download and then you schedule a beginning of year parent-teacher conference with your child's teacher at the beginning of the new school year. Um, and I have an email for that that I kind of push, send on um, at, the start of, at the start of every school year. All right. So this is that's a lot of information. That's a lot of information. So I'll, I'll pause here <laughs> and then you can dive into the, the eighth grade piece, right? Yeah. All right. Sure. Teacher download. Okay. Um, and then part two? Yeah. This is part two of two, right? For the I don't know what, what I'll call it. Yeah, sure. I mean, we, it, I mean, you have so much content like this is if you want I mean this could easily turn into another episode too. well I think these two things go hand in hand so I think um, there are two things that as kids get ready to transition from middle school to high school that they need to be thinking about that kind of piggyback on the first thing um, and one of those is kids are not always accustomed to talking to teachers about meaningful things. Um, and in high school, that is gonna be extremely important. It is gonna be so important that your ninth grader feel comfortable 
talking to teachers and getting feedback from teachers um, in a way that that helps them build agency, that helps them problem solve. And so one thing I recommend in light of this, oh, I'm getting this teacher download, I'm gonna sit down with this teacher and get a recap of or a download of the year. One recommendation I have is to have your eighth grader solicit that request, like to make that, to have your eighth grader make that request to help them write the email to the teacher that says, I am preparing to go into high school and I would love to get your thoughts and insights on what I do well as a student, areas of growth that I have as a student. Could we schedule a conference for you and I to talk? And I'd love to have my parents there as well. And what you are doing with that is you are teaching your kids or you are, you are transitioning the ownership of your child's education over to them with you in the, in the passenger seat. It's like um, driver's ed, right? When you, when you stop driving, because when, when you first start teaching your child how to drive, you sit in the driver's seat and you talk them through it, right? We're going to transition that a little bit and you're going to move into the passenger seat and you're going to coach them from the passenger seat. They have got to start doing the driving so that they can get better at it. You think that starts eighth or it can, they're like, how do you layer that? How do you um, scaffold that to start before then? Well, I think you definitely have opportunities to do it starting earlier. Like you could start as early as sixth grade, but if you haven't done it at this point, if your child has not facilitated a parent-teacher-student conference at this point, they absolutely should do it before they leave middle school. How do you, how do you handle the parent, not the parent, how do you handle the teacher that that's all foreign to them and it's not how they really roll? Like, how do, how do you do that? Yeah, so I would do a couple of things. One, you could preview this with a teacher. Like, you could preview... You know, I, I want to begin transitioning the ownership of my son's education to him. And one of the things that I am tasking him with is requesting and facilitating a conversation between the two of you where I kind of sit in on the conversation. But it is really an opportunity for him to work his way through requesting a conference with a teacher. It is for him to work his way through asking for feedback and then listening to that feedback. Our kids don't, when have we taught our kids to do that? Like in middle school, we have not said to our kids, life is about getting feedback because feedback makes you better. It is not meant to hurt you. It is not meant to break you down. It is meant to shine a light on the place where if you make a slight adjustment, you could be so much better. And if we teach our kids that that's what feedback does, when they go into high school and they get a crazy grade, they don't, they don't shut down as a result of that. They look at that crazy grade and go, okay, I need to have a conversation with this teacher to get feedback on how I can be better. But if they have not had the experience of talking to teachers and soliciting feedback, that is like asking a kid to climb up the biggest mountain ever. Because teachers are scary. They don't know if teachers like them. Sometimes teachers seem mean and they don't know how to talk to them and they surely don't know how to ask for critical feedback. But what happens when a kid does ask for critical feedback, two things happen. One, they get better. They have the tools they need to, to make change and get better. And then two, that teacher sees them as being deeply invested in their own growth and that teacher will go the extra mile for them over time. 
And what you want coming out of high school is for teachers to say, I remember when this kid was this way when he first started. And over the years, I have seen him grow and mature and take ownership of his education, ask for help when they need when he needed it. And now look at him. You want your teachers to be able to tell that story. And the only way that happens is, is if you invest your teachers in your growth and you do that by having conversation with them. So practicing that in eighth grade with teachers who already know you, who, with whom you have some level of comfort already, um, that takes the fear out. So that when you walk in your ninth grade year, you're still a little bit scared, but you've practiced it once already mm-hmm. with people who you know care about you. So you're not going in cold. You've got a template. You know what questions you're supposed to ask. You know that you want to introduce yourself to your teacher, share a little bit about yourself, be a human being, and then get in the habit of just talking to your teachers and feeling more and more comfortable with it so that they are invested in you because they see that you believe in their ability to make you better. So that's one thing. (laughs) (laughs) So the the one thing thing is, is to like, to, for your eighth graders, empower them to facilitate that end of the year parent-teacher student conversation, and that centers around and that the centers around of the episode of of how the, to wrap up this year. Mm-hmm, from the mm-hmm. You take this, you take the same kind of template, and and the template is like, when do I come alive? Where could I be better? Like it's the same information, except your your student, your son or your daughter is facilitating this. Um, and then I think. The second thing is to to do some of that own reflecting. Like, what did I learn? And and this can really be just like, have them sit down and say like, what did you learn about who you are, how you learn, what you enjoy about school, what you don't enjoy about school, and then what do you want to be your experience from high school? Um, I don't... I, I don't think we ask our kids what they want enough. And I surely don't think we ask that question after asking them to reflect and think about what they've already been through. Our kids are going through meaningful, life-altering, life-shaping experiences every single day. That's what being a teenager is. That's what being a kid is. If we never ask them to stop and to reflect and process on their experience, they're missing it. They're missing the opportunity to take inventory of who they are. They are missing the opportunity to to spearhead their own growth and development. And then we send them to high school and they're scared little fish, right? We've set them up to be blindsided by all of the moving parts of high school. But if we ask them to reflect on their experience to date, and then to say, what do you want to be your experience in high school? You are, you are almost preparing them to set a vision for themselves. You are preparing them to look back and say, well, this worked, this didn't work, and this is what I want. And once they say, this is what I want, and they tell you what that is, when they go into high school, if they start doing things that are counter to what they said they wanted, you could say, you know, we talked going over the summer before ninth grade. You said you wanted your high school experience to be X. How do you think you're, how do you think that's going? Do you think you're working in that direction? Do you think the people you are hanging out with are 
helping you get in the direction that you want. Like it gives you a, a home base to, to anchor yourself to, to anchor your child to, to anchor every conversation to, so that it's not about what you want for them. Cause it's not about you. It's about what they want for themselves and to, for them to hear you say, this is what you want for yourself. I'm going to support you in that. I'm going to help you get there. And I'm going to help you do that by just checking in and making sure that you are on track. And if you think you're on track. So that would be number two. Two of two. Two of two. I, there are four total. <laughs> but I think those are the most critical two that if you do nothing else, that you do those two. Give them your email address for questions that yeah. I think it's we've got you know teachinggab at gmail.com it's totally fine to use that if that comes in that goes to both of us um, Aisha will definitely see that she's the expert on these topics and then um, you can call us as well at 832-819-5166 for a voicemail and then if they want to reach you directly on email yeah it is Aisha A-I-S-H-A at crumbine ed.com so crumbine c-r-u-m-b-i-n-e ed ed.com some people say it looks like crumb i need (laughs) (laughs) wait crumb i need oh it does say that that's hilarious (laughs) so if that helps you You now you will never you will never forget it crumb i need dot dot com um yeah so you can email me you need to use that because it's just humorous because people will never forget it um yeah so i i i listen my last name i never realized that i need um i i love i just love this work um I love being able to. Do you, do you love this work? Oh, I do. I do. I do. do you, I do. Do you love this work? I do. Can I ask you I a question? I do. I do. <laughs> I do. Y'all, I just, I, she I think says, this is. Y'all, you have to be careful. She's about to fire it up. No, I'm not. I'm just, I, I, I have found my thing. And when you have found your thing, that is beautiful first. And I am so grateful that my thing is helping other people find their thing. Which is very much where this podcast came from, too, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to take my whole little gratitude, grateful self, and just... I'm going to share this with my email list in my next newsletter. The episode episode. This I'm going to share this episode because right, so, I think it answers some of the question. Yeah. It like because I've been I've been trying to get them to like understand why I'm doing this challenge for middle schoolers transitioning into high school. Yeah. And I think I've written about it, but I don't know that I have like people haven't heard me talk about it and yeah. I think in hearing me talk about it they'll understand it in ways that that you just, you know, oh here's this so, post on Facebook process. As a not super important side piece I, I'm, I'm enjoying titling the podcast with only one word <laughs> mm-hmm. and since you love titles and you uh-huh. love one word summaries that's hard because like, I, I, why i put down graduation i had to be careful like, if i put like finale or something like no. that people would look at it and think oh the podcast is ending no so and, I, and word, i don't want do i don't want, i don't like it? graduation either um growth transition um transition's good transition's transition. good that's good is that okay yeah. Does that fit the bill? Sure. Get it. 
you know this is the first episode we didn't say our names? Oh. I don't actually think it matters. And I think we should, we're breaking all these rules. We didn't have, we'd have our music in the intro because it was, you know, 12 minutes long. <laughs> um, we didn't say our names. We didn't do sponsors. We're sponsors. So we're just going to, we're not going to say our names and it doesn't matter. Say my name, say my okay, name. Okay, before she gets completely off task. It's, um, dude, it's nine something at night. This just, this no what you get. No distractions. This is lovely. It's just, there's nothing going on. I even had my snack. Email us at teachinggab at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, she normally tries to eat during the podcast. I do eat during the podcast. Um, I had my cuties this time. And phone number 832-819-5166. Feel free to send in your thoughts, your questions, your comments. We'll put uh, her course information and um, website in the show notes. And that is all for us. Mm-hmm.